0: Most of the time, he talks it out with the voices in his head. Other times, he gets an artist to answer his questions, and you get to listen to it here. Welcome to Toad's Tunes. Welcome to Toad's Tunes, Mr. Uh, Stephen Wesley. How are you today? I'm fantastic, brother. Thanks for having me. Dude, back again. Again. Las Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas. We got a new single out. who do. What's it called? Rock and Roll. Who's on it? <laughs> T-Pain. Dude, so... It's so country. and uh, so <laughs> country. I love the crossover uh, side of it. I think it's... Epic! It's definitely epic. Thank you. Um, we talked last time you were in about um, the whole slash thing. I don't believe we touched base on how you got in with T Pain though. Yeah, how that happened?
1: Um, I think we, you and I, may have touched on it personally, right? Uh, because uh, I've run in some weird circles and I've got some odd. Uh, Kind of characters in my life And T-Pain actually was introduced to me By my buddy the porn star (laughs) Mr. Marcus Not to be confused (laughs) with (laughs) Uh, But yeah So he introduced me Nice And you just played him the music And he was like Dude I dig it Well so we we got to be pretty good okay friends, you know, and uh, I had started recording that song and I've been using all of um, the guys that do Luke Combs stuff back in Nashville so we've been, um, for at the beginning we were just kind of going back and forth on ideas and the first time I was like, man, I want this to be a little bit rocky right. you know, and it came back like total glam rock like it sounded like a Scorpions tune but then I got involved and we started really like getting our hands dirty, about four times in, fourth one in Demo. It sounded really good and I was really proud of it. And I I was like, man, it would be so cool if T-Pain was on here. That that was my first thought, really. And uh, so I said, hey, dude, I've got a song and I think it's my best stuff. And it would be so cool if you would... Uh, listen to it, maybe if you, you would spit
0: on this. Yeah,
1: <laughs> well, he's not, you know, he's not a rapper. He really does like. I think he's more of a singer anyway. But right. Whatever it is, he just was. It was. He was like, send it over, and like fifteen minutes. No, no exaggeration, man. Less than fifteen minutes. He goes, this is dope. Let's do it. Nice. I'll never forget it, man. It's
0: funny. I was talking to Cody, who's our morning guy here. He was he was saying that uh, T Pain actually won the mass Singer, Mm -hmm. and he goes, "It shocked everybody because they didn't think he could sing sing. because he's always got that thing over his voice." Yeah, Yeah,
1: but. That's pretty cool. Oh, he's a singer a couple few years ago. A few years ago, I guess a lot of people didn't see it, but there was a video of him floating around singing in like a library. Really? Yeah, and he it was it was awesome. You know, he's got a lot of soul that dude. Yeah. But um it did it shocked everybody and my mom. My mom goes, "Did you know?" She <laughs> texts me and she's like, "Did you know that T-Pain was a whatever that, you know, creature was on there? I wasn't right. even watching the show." I didn't show. watch it either. Yeah. 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 But I guess it was a big success, and yeah. he's, got, he's done really well from it. That's and well-deserved. He's a pretty nice dude. Yeah. Well, you yeah. would know. Yeah.
0: I mean, you got to kick it with him. I did, a little bit. Just a little bit. So you got something else in your pocket. You got another song and another artist. I mean, you just keep pulling them out left yeah. and right. Before we go into that, we talk about someone like um, um, Billy, Billy Ray and Lil Nas. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's like, I want to say the first time I ever met you, you probably said something in regards to the crossover of all of that. I did. And then here we, here, here we are in the latter part of 2019, and you get this monster hit that comes out with two people. The biggest song you, ever. Yeah. Number 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 one like Ever, broke all the records have, seventeen yeah. weeks at mm-hmm. Billboard not number it's crazy it, it is crazy and I, like I sit back and think that I get to see the feed of the side of that's not a country song and then I wonder if on the on like the hip hop side of people go this is not a rap song yeah but, but then you watch CMA
1: fest and you get a Keith Urban out there who's yeah. playing guitar with him
0: that pretty much says yeah this is okay.
1: Yeah. And I think it does. Ma- it's Keith Urban that does make it okay. Yeah. I think in most of our minds anyway, I don't think uh, it makes it okay for the rap guys and the hip hop guys. They don't give a crap about Heath- Keith Urban, but it does make it okay for us, I think. Right. But it's a cool it's a cool thought. It was a cool idea, and like I said before, a few years ago, before this happened, it, it was a there is a big big lane for it.
0: There is. I mean, people. I mean, I get a lot of uh, pushback and a lot of grief because I mean, I like all kinds of country. I like traditional. I like the new pop stuff. I like the crossover stuff. Right. Uh, I said something a few weeks ago that I was listening to a local station here that is R and B driven, pop driven, that sort of thing, and they just started playing Dan and Shay. And they're like brand new Dan and Shay. I'm like, Gee, this song's like a year old. I mean, it's already Tequila. gone through country. Yeah, uh, I think it was speechless. <laughs> is okay. The song that it was. Still. I, just, I just sit back and I'm like, wow, man. But that's the crossover side too. So
1: they keep growing with this fan base. It's pretty unreal. And funny enough, Shay was signed by T-Pain. Really, he was. So he was an R and B singer. And uh, T-Pain signed him to Nappy Boy Records, and then um, it was just a few weeks later, he went out to Nashville, and he started writing with Dan, and uh, I guess he was like, man, I have just fallen in love with this town, these people, the music, and he was like, would you let me, you know, and he was like, yeah, man, do whatever you gotta do, and then, you know, I mean, they've just, the rest is kind of, the 19, you and me. Was the first right? Single? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was a big deal, and I mean, uh, but that that dude can sing, dude. He can sing. That guy can blow. Yeah, yeah,
0: uh, yeah. Sometimes I just sit back and go, it's just just amazing. I've been watching Chris Jansen lately. I don't know what my kick is with him. Like, um, I watch him. I saw him at ACM last year. We went to the show, and he closed it. Brings out this harmonica and just slays it. Then I've seen a couple things on TV, and then I recorded CMA Fest. He was. He was on there, and then last last night, um, he was on Jimmy Kimmel, mm-hmm. and he comes out and doing Good Vibes again, like, he's just raw, I don't think he filters his voice at all, and I'm digging that, yeah. totally digging it, I like Chris Jansen.
1: I like, I have kind of seen the evolution of that guy, I was at the CMT Awards several years ago with, uh, with Smash Mouth actually and um he was on wasn't on the main stage and these were the awards so in between on the breaks. Right. He was have you if you've ever yes. been, yeah. yeah. So he was one of those guys and it was uh what was the first single? Was it Buy Me a Boat? I think there was something else probably before something that. before that. Yeah, yeah, but um so he was there and I was like, Man, this there the, the everybody that had been on that stage, not all of them have grown. Yeah. In the music world since then. Sure. But he absolutely has. And it's kind of cool to watch that stuff. You
0: yeah, know? I've, heard some, I've heard some horror stories about him. I've heard some good stories about him. But I think that's kind of the way it goes. I mean, to me, he's never done anything to me. So he's a, he's a cool dude in my yeah, book. Yeah. yeah. What's next for you? Um, are, you, are you recording right now? I know you got some shows coming up.
1: Yeah. So uh, this is the second night of the whole tour. Yeah. We have a tour for a month. And then um, when I get back, you know, I'm going to be using this time. I'm trying to get back to like the kind of cowgirl roots that I started with. Love it. And so um, I've been working with um, this guy, Baby Wench, who is Little Pump's producer. But he is signed to uh, Timbaland's record label, and he's just a genius as far as, like, musically, he's really, really incredible. And it's um, it's just stuff—you know, you can say Old Town Road, but, I mean, I was—well, I've been—10 years ago was Cowgirl. Right. And so um, it's a lot more like that and a lot less traditional than what I am. And I'm so—I've I'm, got some people already lined up to work with. <laughs> of course and, you do. And uh, <laughs> that I like, yeah, so— uh, oh, Billy the, Joel. Uh, and... <laughs> oh, man, that would be great. Right. No, but, uh, um, so I'm, I'm just kind of trying to, um, get back and, and see if I can like really touch on that side, creative side again, because it's been, uh, when I signed that record deal and, uh. 2014, because of the success of Cowgirl, they really pushed me into being a country country, and they want you to compete with the country guys, and they want you to sound like the country guys, but everything, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing stand out about being just like everybody else. No,
0: I, I agree 1000%.
1: And so, um... You know, there's a few people out there that really appreciate that, and you are one of those people, but it's, um, I'd like to kind of touch on that creatively again.
0: Good. Get back to your roots and who you are, and, dude go run into slash again yeah (laughs) my rapper friends your rapper yeah i I think it's cool because it's a crossover to stuff and it probably i go back to um sam hunt i i wasn't a fan in the beginning uh i watched a couple interviews with him and he came from i want to say alabama football he played and then his first producer you ever met came from r&b and understood his r&b background and he's stuck with him ever since and the two of them keep doing what they do so i just sit back and like there's nothing wrong with that i mean my favorite drummers that come through here as country artists are ones from punk bands yeah. because they just bring a whole nother element to they it and they, they and music is music i think that well, um last week hannah dasher was here and uh the the, the drummer was a girl and the bass player uh, uh, it was dude but they came from rock and you can just like look at the dynamic and it changes the complete dynamic of everything Yeah, which is kind of cool and I think that's what the neat part about music today is you see all these collaborations and stuff I mean you got Carrie Underwood and Joan Jett doing shit together and that's uh, cool yeah it was interesting Um, definitely interesting me I would have put Lindsay L with with um, Joan Jett uh, no gosh no Joan Jett's 60 put Lindsay L super new country with Carrie Underwood and watch that mess just happen but, I mean, if I had my way.
1: Yeah, you know, Carrie's awesome, uh, uh, you know, and she, she's amazing at what she does. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I would really, I like to see these, the smaller under, I just, I'm an underdog fan.
0: Well, that's where I go for the, the Lindsay L. I mean, we talk about all the time, Lindsay L just needs a hit. She's an amazing artist, amazing guitar players. Yeah. You give her that hit, she's going to blow up. Yeah, her
1: agent invited me out uh, to, um, when when she opened with for. uh, for Brad Paisley. Yeah. And um, it was a good show, but it, uh, uh, it was just mentioned that, you know, she just needs some some good songs. Yeah. You know? But she's in Nashville. It's It's got to be just a matter of time, you know, sure. before that happens. She's but been, the talent is there for beyond.
0: She's been here a few times. She's been here for uh, a few private gigs. She's actually here Monday again oh, cool. uh, for another private gig, okay. Um, which is kind of neat because it's super intimate. You get to see her with... Maybe 150 people in this room sitting at tables. Wow. So it's kind of, it's kind of, I'll shoot you some video of it because it's very, it's very, it's very different. Uh, It's stripped down, Uh kind of. It's like, I think a cajon, her and her guitar player, and that's about it. So it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of nice. That's cool. Heck yeah. Yeah. So are you recording more stuff? Are you. What's, what's the plan?
1: Yeah, I have a, a couple of songs already recorded. And um, I, I was, you know, trying, uh, just trying to be creative after the, the having the two babies. And um, it had been, been a while since I've been able to really dig down in there and, like get it out. And I was having a hard time and I've never had a, like a writer's block. And I guess I still don't consider it a writer's block, but like I, I, I asked, I asked uncle Cracker, crackers, my buddy. And I said, dude, you know, after you had kids, did you have a hard time? And he goes, man, it was the hardest thing ever. I just couldn't get, figure out, I couldn't get it out yeah and i said well what did you do and he said man i uh had 12 more kids (laughs) (laughs) yeah he just had another one too a little while ago a couple few years ago but you know he said that um it was uh it was another (laughs) country singer that was just like dude just fucking grow a pair basically and just do it you know like do what you do he sat down with him and uh god um david allen coe is who it was, and he was just like, dude, it's Mr. There. Jack has, Daniels he, himself, yeah, yeah. And so, um, it was a cool, it was a cool, like, learning experience for me. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with your time and focus, obviously. Is, Absolutely, I, I mean, I, the hardest part about this tour is leaving those two kids. How old are they? Maverick is three, and Dixie is two, and so that, that's a mess, yeah, dude. That be, that's a nightmare. And Dixie is a bitch. She's so mean. <laughs> she is. She's so mean. They're, they're such... Uh, it's so... But until you have kids, people are telling you, oh, yeah, they've got such different personalities. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. I don't care. But cool, you know? And they're right. like, she does this and he does this. And then you get it when you have them. And you're just like, man, Maverick is so sweet and kind and thoughtful. And Dixie is a bitch. She's right. just mean. Like, right. she's like a cat. Why do you I mean, think? I, I don't know. She just she's just kinda like her mom. Yeah. You know, yeah. But she just uh she's a I mean, she can be it's she's a cat. Like yeah. she can be really loving if she wants to and right. really needs some attention. But other than that, she's gonna run past you and scratch or run past you and pinch you, or you know what I mean, or yeah. pull your hair or something. And um but she is pretty sweet. You like being a dad? I do, dude. It's my favorite thing. Yeah. It is my favorite thing. What do you
0: do in your off time? Like, when you're back at home and you got writer's block, I mean, you kick it with the kids. Is there something
1: that you love doing with them? They just... You know, one thing I read when I was... A long time ago, before I was ever a parent, was that, you know, that kids uh, like for you to be on their level as far as height. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, you know, and... uh, I have realized the difference in the relationship that I have with my kids and that their mom has with their kids, a lot of it has to do with the amount of time that I spend on my hands and knees with them. Right. And uh, it allows them to get close to you. It allows them to, you know, like, I mean, as soon as I get on the floor, it is a party. Right. You know what I mean? It's all smiles. Even before they get to me, they see me get on the floor and they just smile from across the room and they run over and they know... I'm there and I'm on their level and, and it's just a, um, dude, it's my fucking, it's my favorite thing in life. That's cool. And so well, that should, I mean, I don't know what you just said
0: in regards to level, but uh, it's a good song title
1: right there. Yeah, man. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? It really is. And I just got goosebumps. man. That's
0: good. I like it. I mean, the idea of it, I mean, it should give you inspiration to write about certain things and, and, uh, look at things a little bit different and the blessings in life, that sort of thing. And. Um, yeah, it's, um, I don't want any publishing rights for it. You uh-huh. just,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, that's a great idea. And I am a, I am a family person and yeah. I love my kids and, and I am, uh, you know, I would gladly give, if I have to, you know, give up my music career or, you know, to spend more time with them. And I have over the last year and today, this morning when I left, it hurt. I'm going to be gone for 30 days and it's the first time. Right. And, uh, and it hurt and does, it'll, st- it'll still hurt. Does so mom work? No. Or she's stay-at-home mom. Yeah, she stays. Where you, home.
0: where is home now?
1: I know it's Colorado, but yeah, I bought a place in Colorado, and then now we're selling that, and I think we're back in California, in like you, Newport Beach. Really? Yeah, but I I think we haven't decided yet. So it was between Vegas and there, and so when I get back, we're gonna make the decision. Nice, nice. And it'll be a perfect time of year because it won't be so damn hot here. It is hot here, and it uh, is hot. um, but there's still so much opportunity here in Vegas. There right. always has been.
0: I'm guessing it's a lot cheaper in Vegas than it is in Cali. Yeah. I mean, although can you put a price tag on the beach? You can't. You and can't. I was
1: living living on the sand, man. Yeah. And that's a that's a big thing. I mean, there and it's not just like a for me it's not keeping up with the Jones. It is a feeling. It is a
0: you know, so Heather and I have been together, uh February will be three years and I have not been to Laguna. Um we just went back. My dog passed just before Mother's Day. I and, saw that too. Uh, it was bum, dude. Dude. He went he went peacefully. Amen. But we took uh I had him um ashes. So we took him back to Laguna. It was the first time I've been back in um, a long time and it was peaceful and it was nice and needed it and it was kind of like uh it used to be my thing but now nah, I bought a boat. So uh, I go Saw to that too. I go to the lake. <laughs> I al- see that too. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the lake almost every single weekend, uh-huh. um if if not twice a week. Uh mm-hmm. I just picked up that surfing thing. I love it. It's freedom. I get to listen to music and like I listen to everything from the dashboard confessional envy on the coast all the way to the new stuff and uh, 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 new country stuff. And I enjoy it and it's peaceful. But I mean, if I, if if money wasn't an object, I'd live in Laguna. I know that you used to live down there.
1: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I
0: I, I lived there for eight years. Yeah, I'd call that home. No problem.
1: Yeah. The weather. It's beautiful, man. And, uh, I had a Freddy Krueger lived behind me. Robert England, <laughs> uh, didn't really? I tell you that before? I don't think. I, maybe you did. I there, don't. <laughs> Yeah, it's the funniest thing. Robert England loves to do um, garden work, right? And so you got in Freddy, his outfit. Oh yeah, <laughs> not not that outfit. He has a sun hat and gloves, you right? Know, just little um, garden gloves. And to see Freddy Krueger digging in his garden. All the time. It's a trip, man. I wonder what he pulls out of there. Oh, uh, it, it could be anything. It but could be. Super nice guy, but funny Funny enough, he lived right behind me. That's kind of cool. L- Lagoon is a beautiful place. It's a peaceful did place. You, did you spread the ashes there? I did. Where I, at?
0: Um, Actually, Bluebird Canyon Road in oh. PCH. Mm-hmm. I walked out there. If you walk down that beach and go to the left, there's that the arch right in there. Uh-huh. So I went to the top of the arch and kind of like let him free because he loved it down there I Uh took him down there and uh total water dog he was a black lab but um the first time he went down there he looked at the water and was like this ain't nothing got in the wave hit him and he literally got out and just stood there at the beach and just stared at it like what the hell was that (laughs) kind of like hung out and then he like ran back out again and then it was like a nightmare trying to get him out of there because he he just loved it so i put him back in there he's in my office he's in my house like i miss him Cool. definitely miss him I and you know what's yeah. funny it's like I, I've never really talked about it too much but Brothers Osborne have a song called um, um, I Don't Remember Me I don't know if you've heard that song I don't I haven't uh, it's their single that they're actually pushing right now but um, it's it goes like I don't remember my life before you were in it sort of thing yeah. and I like literally try and sit back and think of what my life was before my dog shift and it's just kind of like but the end of the song is rad because he says I don't remember me through the whole song, and the very last line of the chorus, he says I remember me, and then he goes before you, and it ends. It's uh-huh. like the perfect song. It's like yeah. well written, and I just sit back, and that's my song from a dog. And oh, cool. I, you're the, I've never talked about that. That's cool. Even man. I, I didn't talk about him at all on the radio. Nothing. Didn't say nothing. Just kind of like went about my own thing. And Laguna will always be my home for me and my dog. It'll be my home for like. I hope to one day call that place
1: home. Oh man, it's it's awesome. It's uh they're so. It's so peaceful. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it's got this calm thing that I just, I mean, I, w- I played there last night in Dana Point. Right. And so, um, and Dana Point is the next town over. Yep, it's just and, a little bit south. Yeah. yeah. And uh, um, all of my friends that I played ball with and everything in Laguna, you know, they all came down and it's just, uh, man. There is something very special about that place.
0: Yeah, you know I, the people there are nice. The uh, the music, Chris, the the owner of this place, his dad plays a Hammond B three, and they have a place down there that they go to. And I guess him and Jack Jones, they'll just walk into a place that has music, and they'll just sit down, and start playing, and just yeah. blow everybody the away. Marine Room. That's probably yeah. what it is. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's downtown. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It happens though. That's the spot because nobody's ever there on the weekdays. So that's when I've heard that before. Justin Bieber go will go in there on. Two Tuesday nights when nobody's there. Jack Johnson, I've heard this before. Like, right. Uh, um, but there's so many people that roll through there, you know, and on the weeknights, it's so quiet. Sure. It is, it's just... And even on the weekends, it's still pretty quiet unless it's, like, tourist season. You know? Right.
0: Yeah, I think we went down there. It wasn't so bad. It was probably March, April-ish, I think, we went down, and it, was, it wasn't too bad. The Beautiful, weather was nice, man. and it was good to be down there for a couple of days. I mean, I need to get down there more. I've been going... East versus West have been going to Nashville a lot. So that's kind of
1: can't complain too much about that. No, you're getting a lot of stuff done down there. We that's are. Cool. We're working on it, making a lot of great relationships, and
0: that's what this world's about these yeah. days. <laughs> it's not about what
1: you know; it's about who you
0: know in Vegas. It really
1: is... isn't about making relationships; it's about keeping. Yeah, it's an relationships. important piece. I'll remember you forever. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's about because you know, I mean, you're sooner or later your real self comes out. Yeah, and you can make that relationship, and then some. You know, it's it's just it'll be gone, no matter how important it is to your business or your life. Um, the you'll be fi- You'll be found out at some point. Sure, you know, sure. So keeping the relationship, it's like it's like a Seinfeld episode. It's like keeping the reservation. <laughs> it's the most important part it of is. the reservation. But keeping keeping the relationship is the most important. Part.
0: I agree, dude. Um, when you're in in Colorado, um, do you guys go to the mountains a lot? Do you guys like outdoor stuff? We're, we're in the mountains, so we're at
1: like. Six thousand feet. What what town is it? Montrose, which is it's right. it's between it's it's like between Telluride and Aspen. Okay, so it's on the western slope, just uh, right down from Durango. Got you. Okay. And uh there's a couple of really beautiful cities there. I went to school in Ridgway and right next to it is Uray. And it's Uray is considered one of the three most like beautiful little towns in the world. Really? Uh, they call it Little Switzerland. And oh,
0: I've heard that before. Okay. Yeah.
1: I've heard that before. Yeah, it's just it's awesome. And yeah. so it's a cool place to live. There's a lot of fishing and there's a lot of hiking and how far from Denver? Oh, it's like five hours. Five hours. Okay. Yeah. I try and stay away from Denver. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, because moving out there, I'm getting away from the traffic of Orange County in L.A. <laughs> so you can so, go anywhere and get away from that traffic. <laughs> yeah. But then you get up there, though, and still... I mean, but it's no, it's nothing like L.A., but, but staying away from that makes you feel good. I mean, right. that, that traffic is a real... It's a real thing, like... A lot of people say, oh, you know, I hate traffic and, and it just sucks, but there are, it, it, it just kind of sucks the life out of you a little bit. Of time, I want to see someone
0: just get from like Santa Monica to Venice or something like that, in, in, you know, or Santa Monica uh, down to Laguna yeah. uh, in five o'clock traffic.
1: It took me two, uh, two and a half hours to go 41 miles yeah. three days ago for rehearsal.
0: Stupid. Out there. Yeah. Vegas is getting like that, dude, because everyone and their brother wants to move here.
1: Yeah, but at least they're building more freeways. Oh well, they're not doing that well, out there. And
0: they're not doing it in Nashville either. Yeah. You go downtown Nashville, it's like That's true. Let's build up. Hey, look look at let's put some parking in uh-huh, here, but some. That uh-huh. sort of thing. But we're not gonna fix the roads.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. a bummer, and that's LA too. Yeah.
0: So you got 30 days left uh, on this trip. Are you Are you guys going to get back out after that again? Are you looking to record? Are
1: you looking I'm gonna to? Go, I'm going to start recording. I'm going to go and uh, so I've already been like starting the writing process. And you were asking me if I had heard that song by uh, by the Brothers Osborne, and I really like to. And I I've told you this before. I really like to take a break, like a long break from country radio and uh, really radio in general. Yeah. So that I am not, I mean, especially in this day and age where everything is stealing, you can't be inspired by anything, but everything is stealing, even if it isn't close. but i I have, I just don't I don't want to be inspired. By anything that's on the radio in a sure. way that I could, you know, not potentially understand, and so I'd like to come up with my own ideas, and so I cut that stuff off, and I go to something completely different. I'm listening to Tool every day now. The new Tool? Oh, of course. But yeah, I, I haven't mean, even listened to it yet. It's
0: good. That's my problem. Yeah.
1: But so i I mean, just as an example, I'm listening to. If I'm listening to music, it's as far away from possible as as far as as possible from what I'm trying to write. Right. Makes sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because that way you can't be influenced.
1: Yeah, yeah. And we get so many ideas from everything, but I just, again... I don't want to be like everybody else anymore, right. and I don't want to. And there's so many beautiful songs being written, just like you said. That that the idea I haven't even heard it, but the the lyrics that's pretty that's pretty amazing stuff. And so I'd still like to be able to come up with my own ideas and not try and like bite off of anybody. Sure, know?
0: I think that's a positive thing. Uh, uh, Jordan, I think Jordan Davis was in here not too long ago, and he made mention of a song that he wanted to write about something but he was with another writer that wrote this song, and he kept trying to write and goes, you know what, That's I can't. Are you going to record that? And then uh-huh. <laughs> now he's got it sort uh-huh. of thing. And you just sit back, and you're like, there's that understanding there. Do you ever have an interest in looking through a book and seeing what other people do and kind of following something like that? Because there are a lot of writers out there in the world. A ton, yeah.
1: I do. I just, um, you know, I have... Uh, I have... I just, I think I've always had a real problem with finding... Oddly enough, until really right now with the little Nas thing, I've had a hard time finding someone that could see the vision of really what I was trying to do, and it pisses a lot of people off that love country music. You know, they're tough. They're tough. (laughs) Dude, you can't... End of the day, you can't make everyone happy. You can't, but but country, country fans are the toughest, you know? And if they're... There's a lot of them that'll just take anything, you know, because they love it. If whatever they can get, they'll take it. And then there's the ones that are, that ain't country, yeah. Ain't, you know. Oh,
0: so we've been advertising Country AF Radio a lot online, and people, uh-huh. I, like my attitude is, if I meet someone, like what we did up at Country Fan Fest, I talk to people, say, "Listen, all I'm really trying to do is get you to listen. For, give me 15 minutes. That's it. Download the app. Listen for 15 minutes. If you don't like it, it's not for you. Cool. Yeah. But." I think you're gonna like it because we're playing traditional, we're playing the pop, playing this, and then people will come in and go, "Well, do you play Joe Diffie?" I'm like, "We do, but not all the time." You know, like we want to play stuff that's relevant, plus stuff that, that that's gonna keep people here, yeah. plus introduce them to some new stuff at the same time, give them something that takes them back. So yeah. we're never gonna make everybody happy.
1: But in retrospect, how many people are listening to Joe Diffie are? are are actually doing anything with an app on their phone.
0: Sure. It's true. Well Joe Diffie does have some new music out, yeah, but 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 you know what, <laughs> what I'm right. saying is that the you old know stuff. it you're is right.
1: it is and there's nothing wrong with that, but that's you what you're doing is very, very much geared toward what is happening right now sure. in this world and what's what's coming up.
0: Relevant. Well yeah. I want to get so far ahead of we talked before about real new country and that's what it's about. It's not about necessarily a genre within a genre. It's just about like for me, it's about what I listen to and what I like. It doesn't mean that everyone's going to like it, but at yeah. the end of the day, it's it's kind of like um, you look at terrestrial radio, somebody's sitting back saying, uh, this is what you're going to like, yeah. that sort of thing. It I'm is. Gi- I'm just giving you options. It is. That's and it.
1: that's 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 a real thing. It is. And and, and what, when we were talking earlier, the the reason like I like working with and doing so many genre-crossing lines there is because, especially with the hip-hop guys, they are so much about the art, yeah. and a lot of them want to try something else. They're not afraid sure. of either putting their name on something that nobody knows or putting their name on something that is out of the box of theirs because they want to they want to try something uh, that is out of the box for them and, and, a little and, bit different. and challenges them. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And you don't get that a lot with... I mean, you. Re- I don't know that you get that at all with these guys. I, it's not like I can call Kenny Chesney even with a relationship and say, "Hey, man, I got this cool song. You know what? That's really awesome. I love that song. Let's do that." He doesn't even really have the power to do that. Yeah. You know, it has to go through so many channels, and it has to go. But these these hip hop guys, they keep all of that stuff that, to 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 a point where they're like, you know what? In their in their contracts and so on, you know, with their labels and with their management, they reserve the right to work with anybody sure. and, and, and on a, on a whim, you know, because they love the art.
0: Well, it's not all about,
1: I, I, it's probably the perfect, it's not all about what the label says.
0: It's not all about what the radio says. They, I was listening to an interview the other day. I don't listen to hip hop an awful lot, but mm-hmm. I get in my, like I listen to Machine Gun Kelly. I'll get in it. Like if I'm really tired, I'll turn his, his new stuff on uh-huh. and I'll, it wakes me up. But I was listening to an interview with Lil Mosey, mm-hmm. <laughs> He's some new guy. And, and um, I listened to his song and I'm just like, it didn't sound exactly like everything else. It was different. And then his interview, he was clearly high as a kite, didn't understand <laughs> like two, three words that he said. But at oh. the end of the day, the, the lady that was interviewing him asked him a question and said, um, what, do you, what can you say to the kids these days that are trying to make it? And what he said was, believe in yourself, work hard. He said that like seven times, twenty four seven. Work hard, work hard. Believe in what you're doing. Be yourself, and all those kinds. Of I just sat back and went. I think that is the difference in a sense because there are a lot of country people out there. There are a lot of people think that they're country or think they can sing or think they can do stuff, but if they don't believe it, there's a difference between thinking about it and believing in it.
1: Man, and you have to believe in yourself or your product. And and we've talked a lot before with with Cowgirl that I recorded that song in two thousand and eight and then I got slash on it in 2009 and I thought that immediately because he was on it every station was going to want to play it and right. this was my first real like rodeo so to speak with, with 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 radio and that wasn't the case yeah nobody gave a shit yeah no. and it took me 4 years and I'm not talking about 4 years sporadically I tried every single Day, I can tell you on the lives of my children. I can swear to you, I did something every single day to get somebody to listen to that song, yeah. to give it a chance, to send it to a record label, to send it to a radio person, not just some Joe Schmo. I did something significant every single day, at least one thing every single day for four years before i got somebody to play that song on the radio
0: it's crazy the way that works man it really is um we have an artist that's been through here a few times his name is chris bandy i probably sat down with him two years ago uh had him record this song i still have it on my phone on acoustic guitar we met him in a hotel room we were out out in nashville for aiba and we reached out to these new artists have them come in see if they'd be a fit for stone It's way before country F radio way before toad's tunes anything like that it's just more about I want to see what you got, like because if you're going to go stand up on the stage, this is the best way to see it. You and your guitar, done. That's it. So he played this song, Man Enough Now. Well, then last year, towards the latter part of the year, he came out with these other two songs. Well, he just signed a deal to Sony Nashville, and I was on the phone with him. He's my buddy. I'm just shooting the poop with him, and I'm like, dude, I got one question for you. He's like, what's up? I go, are they going to re-release Man Enough Now? Because I think the world needs to hear it. And he goes, they are. They're going to repackage it and put it back out again. So you go back to stuff like that. And like that song's, I don't know how old that song is. Yours, Russell Dickerson, that song is six, seven years old. I look at Jordan Davis, Slow Dance in a Parking Lot, that's just like trending really high in radio, three and a half years old, you know, four years old, that sort of thing. You just sit back and go, man, it it takes that. And that's why I turn around and the idea is like, I want to start this new thing with Toad's Tunes and Toad's Top 10. And I think the tagline great should. Idea. I think the tagline should be, uh, yeah, music you'll know in nine months. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, I'm putting it out there that this is going to be the song. Like we did it with Kane Brown here. He played here three and a half, four years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, I had something. I talked to someone at iHeart that's pretty high up. He's in Colorado. His name is JoJo Turnbaugh. You can suck at JoJo because Toad was right. <laughs> but I, he came back and said that uh, that Kane Brown wouldn't be, on, wouldn't see the light of day on radio. Well into a year, like four months later at CRS, he got signed. They made him this big deal. I got a text message from him and said, you're right. Not that I'm always right, but the end of the day is like people have an opportunity and all they got to do is be heard. Yeah. Uh, and some stuff's really good. Some stuff's not. Uh, we joke about Toad's tunes that, you know, it might be a one hit wonder, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Because there is something I've learned about Terrestrial and the people behind Terrestrial and the statements they make about, hey, man, why don't you play this song? Well, he doesn't have anything to follow it. Well, today I can tell you whether or not he's got something to follow because you can go look at Spotify and see if people give a shit. Yeah. You can. You can go take a look because it's all right there. Yeah. If a guy's got 50 million streams of a single and the one right behind it's got 18 million streams, guess what's happening? He's going to be somebody. Yeah. So I like that part of it. Yeah. And it gives me an opportunity to find new music. And the people like John Marks out there that actually cultivate it, uh, some of the people on the highway do the same thing. And that's what it's all about. There's going to be some somebody else tomorrow. So... I want to be ahead of the game.
1: Yeah, well, you have, and you've and you've been ahead of the game here. So taking it on the road, really, to yeah. so to speak, would be the the next, the next logical step. step. Well, what's
0: it do for an artist? I mean, it 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 k- kind of gives them a stamp of somewhat some kind of approval, that it sort does. of thing. I believe in it that. Um, I mean, you take someone like John Marks, who says, you know what, John Gurney's going to be big. I'm going to put him on new boots. Well, and all of a sudden, you've got. 600-plus thousand people listening to John Gurney yeah. right out of the bat. So what does that tell you? It's just when you spent four years p- picking up the phone or dropping by a place or doing whatever, you hustling a CD out of the back of your car, yeah. I mean, today is a little bit different. You have an opportunity to do different things, and I mean— um, I love the crossover stuff. I think it's cool. I think it adds another element. It's not the same old... I like traditional country. It's not the same old traditional. It's not the same old red dirt. It's not the same old pop. Right. It brings something different to yeah. it. Different audience.
1: Did I... As, as I tell you... And thank you. Did I, I told you my Rudy Rudiger story about that, didn't I? No. So Rudy and I got to be good friends here. And after we did the song, that guy went down to the radio station, 94.1. Rudy, for me. Yeah. The real Rudy Rudiger. And he went down and he took a bunch of balls and, you know, uh, jerseys and posters and everything all autographed. And he sat down there for two hours. They made him sit down there before somebody came out to see him. Two hours. And and this is a dude that can get in to see, uh, you know, the president quicker than we can get to see the manager of Walgreens. Right. And um, they, uh, he went down there physically to try and ask them to play my, my song. You know, I mean... Uh, uh, that was a big deal for me just as far as somebody that that believing yeah man but it was he he still didn't get it done right that's how hard radio is so when you have somebody like yourself that does have something like this or john marks you know and no offense to you because yours can absolutely get to that point because sure. you have that vision yeah it's about the vision right and then of course getting people to see to, to see the vision not necessarily believe in it because yours is it's right there you can see it, uh, but like somebody like him, you make a you can you can make an artist just. I mean, just you can help quickly. them yeah. help them really really fast. Yeah, and yeah. if and and if they if they if they flop, it's on them. But that opportunity is the well, that's they, the lifetime thing. They get know? the platform. They get the platform. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I think that today's today with music. Um, uh you have that opportunity. You just have to seize it. Like Lil Mosey said, you work hard and you put it out there twenty four seven. Work hard. I mean, it's gonna happen. If yeah. if you have a product you believe in, uh, uh I watch a lot of shark tank and it's the same mm-hmm. thing i mean i watch that show and i watch these people's ideas when they walk in sometimes i can tell whether yeah that's not going to work that uh-huh. sort of thing and sometimes you can tell dude that's just something that people need to use or right. see or believe in music's kind of the same way if, if someone has some consistency in what they're doing and they have the belief in what they're doing and they don't quit because once you quit you never know man yeah. after that you yeah. never do because it was that easy to quit. It, it was.
1: Yeah. And it's always, man, a, a lot of people say that, you know, right when you quit, it's the, it's right around the corner. The success is, is right around the corner. But I always say, man, sometimes in life, more often than not, the difference between winning and losing and succeeding and failing is... Is as easy as getting up out of bed. Yeah, it really is. And uh, uh, there was a situation years ago that made me decide to um, uh, go into music full time. As I was working a job, and it was a good job, and um, and then they 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 sold the company out from under us, and so we were all at Christmas time without a job and yeah. without money and everything else. And I said, man, you know. Um, I was laying in bed and I was like, "Gosh, I'm gonna have to move back home with my mom in Laguna." Yeah, and I was like, "I'm gonna have to move back home." I'll with move my back mom. in with your mom in Laguna. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I was in Laguna. My mom was not. Oh, okay. they live here. Oh, got gotcha. you. So okay. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to move back in with my mom. I can't afford this place, and I can't do this, and I can't do that. And man, I just laid there and I was like, I, I literally said "f this" out loud, and I got up. And I made it happen, and I was able to stay there. And then within, I said, I'm going to do music full-time now. And mm-hmm. I had been do- work at, still. Every day, even with my job, I did something to try and get that song out. That was in November. And by um, February, I had gotten uh, the song out to enough middle market stations to March and April be charted on Billboard. Nice. And so it was all about I had to get out of bed if I I was all, I was so ready to give up. Yeah. And but it was that like just hopping you, up and going man I can't. Yeah. You know, it's just as easy as getting out of bed, man, you just got to make yourself do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I start my day by getting out of bed and going to Starbucks every morning because that's what starts it. Dude, it was good hanging out with you today. Thanks for having me, brother. Thanks for the Always. time. You have a fun show tonight. And good luck on your next 30 days, too. Thanks, dude. I'll be looking forward to you moving back to Vegas because yeah. California's too expensive, dude. Yeah. Unless you get a place there with a, uh, um, a casita, then you can do that. So I
1: have a place to kick it. There you go. <laughs> or a mother-in-law. Is that what that is? Yeah, it's a a mother-in-law so. kind of thing? Damn it. Well, I'm going to be on your boat. Okay. i come out and stay on the boat.
0: Well, it's not really a sleeping boat, but No, oh, no, I'll figure it out. Dude, my girlfriend's brother wants to fish off of it and I tell him all the time, it's not gonna happen. It's <laughs> not, not a fish It's not a fishing boat. All right, all right, all right. That's the end of this one. Go ahead, roll credits. Recorded by Toad, produced by Toad, booked by Toad, voiced over by Toad.
1: You know what? Toad would just like to go ahead and take this moment to thank you so that he doesn't have to go back and do his real job.